Aloha, and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. Uh, as always, I am Illegal86, one of your hosts, and I am joined by the Nerd Bomber. Happy spooky season, everybody. And Tactic. Boo. Uh, that was scary. I hope so. Uh, I went with Aloha this week, which I want to give you some, some color on this. Um, for those that don't know, if this, if this is your first episode, I'm doing different salutations at the beginning of every episode. Aloha is the Hawaiian word for love, affection, peace, compassion, and mercy, but it's commonly used for a simple greeting. So I may have just said that I'm in love with all the listeners. I think that works pretty good, too, because last year for Halloween, Nerd Barmer and I were Lilo and Stitch. Is that true? Yes, I was Stitch. We were super cute. Um, I am in love with all the listeners. If you're listening, I'm in love with you. Sorry if that makes you uncomfortable. And now that most people have clicked away, uh, I will tell you what we're going to be talking about today. Big news, of course, uh, the Star Wars trailer dropped yesterday for Rise of Skywalker, the final trailer. So we'll we'll be breaking that down, maybe dishing back and forth some theories, talking about our general opinions of the trailer itself. Uh, We have some Diablo 4 news. So for the people who were upset about uh, the whole mobile game fiasco that happened earlier this year, uh, we have some news about a potential leak. And then, uh, of course, we're going to be revisiting the impending Disney Plus uh, wide release on November 12th and letting you in on a special deal if you are a Verizon customer. So exciting show. Um, and let's just dive right in to this Star Wars trailer. So uh, of course we had um, we, we had a teaser and, and we've had like T23 special looks with this movie. And the last thing that we got was the, the whole uh, Ray with the double red lightsaber kind of thing. But now we have the final trailer, which, you know, in theory, it's not a teaser, so it's supposed to give you kind of the best sense of what this movie is going to be. And um, I guess initially, let's let's just, you know, to start off simply, rate this trailer uh, out of five stars. Uh, and we'll start with Tectic. I give it a three overall. It, the like we talked in the last episode, um, the music of the trailer is very important and it didn't really leave me in suspense. It was just kind of, there's a little bit of this, there's a little bit of that. Um, that's kind of how I felt when I watched the trailer, but it did kind of conflict also with some of the, the conclusions that I drew from the original snippet that we saw with Ray with the red lightsaber, but for now, we'll we'll just unpack that with a with a three, and we'll I'll circle back to that after your ratings. Sounds great, Nerd Bomber. What do you have? I think in terms of hype level overall, I think the trailer did a really good job of getting me excited for this movie, um, especially since there were some people who didn't really like uh, the Last Jedi, and I think this really did a good job of kind of showing the epicness of this movie, and especially like emphasizing that this is the last one in the saga. Um, I really liked when they hit the the score when that came in. I felt like it felt really like epic and somehow gave me like a little bit of the shivers. I don't know why. I don't know if it was like that paired with uh, C-3PO and like Carrie Fisher. And I, I know like we've had a lot of time to process her passing, but for whatever reason, just seeing her again in the trailer just really like evoked those feelings of like can't believe that she's gone it was nice that they honored her and i think just the hype level in general for this trailer was pretty high after i watched it a couple times um i did run a poll on our twitter and uh it was kind of mixed feelings on this one 23 percent of people said a plus 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 they are hyped 31 percent said that they they thought it looked okay and then 46 percent of people just said they were kind of apathetic about the whole thing so uh illegal what did you think about it yeah so well so you're if you were to give it a star rating it sounds like it would be a a four yeah i think that's safe to say i would say like a, a heavy four and a half okay um so I voted in in that poll that you mentioned. I don't know if that's if that's allowed. We're the hosts, um, but I did vote, and I, I voted for apathetic. Uh, star rating wise, I would I I'd probably just give it a nice round two and a half. I, I mean, okay, so to kind of break it down a little bit, like you guys both did, uh, tactic. I disagree with you entirely about the music. I thought the music was probably the best part. Um, the the reimagination of the classic Star Wars theme in the second half. Uh, was fantastic and it reminds us that this is 
apparently going to be John Williams' last movie. So that's like, that's some emotion right there for me as a big film score fan. Um, and then, of course, we have, you know, to me, the high points were, as you mentioned, uh, Carrie Fisher's involvement, her having this last word in the trailer and her popping up. And then, of course, C-3PO um, apparently is, is, is going to to die a droid death during this is what it seems like. Um, you know, I, I think the trailer was great in the fact in that it, it reveals very little about what's going to happen here. Like, like there's not much to be spoiled. I still have no idea what it's about when I watch it. You know, of course the big reveal that's happened in these trailers is, is the whole, you know, Palpatine's coming back thing. Um, but other than that, I mean, in this trailer, we don't even see him. We, we kind of see the back of his head at one point. Um, but that other, other than that, we just see the major players that we already know about essentially doing Star Wars things. Um, I, I think visually it looks great. I think it doesn't reveal too much, which is good. But I, I got the overwhelming sense that I was being emotionally manipulated. Which, in fairness, if there's one f- uh, film franchise that I would allow to emotionally manipulate me, it would probably be this one. But it felt manipulative to me. And, and especially with this whole you know the words on the screen saying like the end of the saga and like it'll live forever but it's ending it's like it's not ending like this gravy train's rolling on until i'm dead i mean come on like maybe this maybe the skywalker saga is ending but i'm not even sure i believe that so at this point you know i'm I'm, I'm gonna see it i'm obviously gonna see it i'm very excited to see it and i think the trailer was technically good in a lot of ways but I think they're being a little bit disingenuous in in certain aspects. I mean, I think in a way it will be the end of this story. I think that this movie will probably wrap up these characters and this cast of people. And I think that everything that we might see going forward will probably be like kind of like spinoff kind of things. Like the Mandalorian is going to be completely separate, completely new characters, something like we saw in, well, solo, I guess doesn't work, but, um, Oh man, why why am I drawing a blank? Rebel. Rogue One. Yes. I think it'll be more things like that. I think they might try to build a new world after this that maybe will draw in a new generation of Star Wars fans with a different cast and ensemble of people. But I think that this one, they're intending to wrap up the, at least the Skywalker saga, if you will. Did you guys feel like, did you guys feel like that it it was alluding to the fact that Kylo Ren and, and, his bad guy squad is going to join the forces of good to take on the Sith Lord. 100%. There's going to be a team up here that we we can get into theories um, in a second, but that's probably my leading one. And I think it's a fairly common leading one. And that's, Um, that's part of the reason why I gave it a poor rating as well is be simply because it just, it seemed like this is exactly what you're going to get. No real plot twist, nothing like, keeping you on the edge of your seat. Well, so, I, I mean, t- to me, Star Wars has always been about uh, good versus evil, right? Like, like, like there, there is such thing as a gray Jedi, but, but I think there's a reason that we haven't seen that. Audiences respond to purely virtuous characters and, and uh, purely evil characters. And Star Wars has those in spades. So, I'm I'm very back and forth on Kylo Ren as a character. Like, like I think some of the team up y kind of stuff that happened in The Last Jedi was cool. Um at the same time, I'm I'm not sure what to think here because I believe that JJ Abrams is probably gonna take a lot of the things that Ryan Johnson did and try to undo them. The title is one such allusion to that. Um you know, in Last Jedi we get this whole uh Snoke speech that says that Rey is really nobody. She's not a Skywalker. She's she's nothing. She's just a, a child of traitors and she's a nobody. And I'm guessing that she is a Skywalker. I don't know. But it seems like that's at least what the title's alluding to. And I would like to see Kylo Ren swing back to just a just a bad guy. I don't think it's gonna happen though. Um, I, I agree with I you. Am, like I feel like you need for all of your good guys, you need to have a bad guy foil and I don't know if them joining forces to fight Palpatine, I don't think that's a good enough bad guy foil. I think if you don't have some kind of force of evil to defeat, I mean, I don't know, it kind of falls flat a little bit because like you said, the entire Star Wars saga has been about good and evil. 
yeah it's the dark side and the light side and and when you think about it you know like it's it feels a little bit like a cop-out to me that if they they seem like they either can't sell kylo ren as the bad guy or they don't want to sell or even snoke they couldn't sell either of them as a as a truly bad guy so they're like all right let's just let's dig up palpatine and no you know it's it's go ahead no one likes seeing a bad guy get quote corrupted by good everyone likes seeing it happen the other way around that's what fills seats I mean, that's what yeah, made and, and, Anakin's whole, like, that whole trilogy, I feel like, so compelling because you got to see what turned a cute kid into a bad guy. Arguably one of the best villains in movie telling history ever. Well, and, 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 and Ben Solo. I mean, we, we, we maybe forget that Kylo Ren is Han Solo and Princess Leia's son. Like, you can't really start in a better position and he was corrupted in some way. So, so like and and yeah i think as a backstory that is fairly compelling um i think there's an extent to which that internal conflict that he has can be useful as a plot device and useful on screen but i think we may have eclipsed that and and, and, I, and i would like to see him just fully embrace you know uh his evilness and, and we can have a good old-fashioned blue lightsaber red lightsaber fight and get out with it um, so does this make you want to see the movie on like the midnight premiere or what have you? Um, well, so I, and just because of the date that it's coming out, I won't be able to see the movie until at least the day after it comes out that Saturday. Um, I don't know exactly when I'm going to see it. I, I have, I tend to make it a tradition where I see it with family cause it's, you know, they're now released around the Christmas holiday, which I think is really nice. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm definitely going to be seeing it. Um, did this raise my excitement level? I think I've been pretty excited the whole time. I loved Force Awakens. I, I have a lot of faith in J.J. Abrams. Um, and, and, you know, when you look at this trailer, like, yeah, we don't learn a whole lot, but, like, you have these gorgeous visuals. You have, they're riding horses on a Star Destroyer. Like, there's a lot of moments where you're like, what? What's even, what am I looking at? Which I think is exciting as a fan of the franchise. Horses on Star Destroyers? That's a, that's a, that's a choice. Um, I have an alternate fan theory. What if he joins forces of the good only to do a bait and switch so that he can overthrow the Sith Lord and then he takes the throne and turns on them? Boom. Well, that's it's essentially what he, I think that's what he tried to do in Last Jedi, right? Is, is you know, he worked with Rey to kill Snoke. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Last Jedi. I mean, sorry, but it's been a while now. Exactly. Um, He's done it before. Who's to say he won't do it again? But then, like, are they it's really nice. that stupid to trust him a second time? Potentially. I, well, I, 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 yeah, I was going to say, I think Rey, I don't want to say she's stupid, but I think she wants to believe in, in him. And in the, in, I mean... Even Luke Skywalker with Darth Vader, you know, I, I, he could sense the good in him. And, and you know, I guess, yeah, well, Darth Vader is one of the most badass movie villains of all time. He did eventually turn out to come back to the light. We may, we may forget that. But, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to see a, a purely evil villain. I want to see the Knights of Ren. We're not going to see the Knights of Ren. I... I'm torn because I think the best scene in Last Jedi was the scene where they teamed up that throne room fight is amazing um but uh, i just i don't know um what i do want to see um this is my theory uh about how because palpatine's gonna die i think palpatine's gonna die and that you know who i think is gonna kill him who c3po and let me tell you how so you know how C-3PO is one of his whole, like his whole shtick is like he speaks, he's fluent in like 6 million different forms of communication. Mm-hmm. He's going to hook up. He's hooked up to something in the trailer we see and he's about to die. I think he's going to kill Palpatine by speaking all 6 million languages at him at once and fry his own circuit board. <laughs> but That's he's getting hacked, right? I think, I don't really, I, it, a lot of people have said that C-3PO is getting hooked up to the Falcon for something, which is, we saw, we saw a droid go that way in Solo. Um, a droid passed away in that manner, hooking up to the Falcon. I, I don't, she was uploaded to the Falcon, I think. I don't really understand it. 
Um, but people think that he's going to interface with the Falcon. And for whatever reason, that means he's going to pass out of, out of existence. I mean, I think it's a bold move for the trailer to just straight up tell you this, this is the end of the, of the road for this character. But at the same time, Anthony Daniels is probably old as the earth itself at this point. Um, so it's not like completely out of left field. And it See, was one, it was probably the best moment in the trailer for me. I thought it was the most emotionally evocative. I definitely agree with you that it was one of the most emotional moments in the trailer, maybe only second to Carrie Fisher. Um, but I thought, and maybe I'm wrong, and I guess you'd probably, you're more of a Star Wars expert on this than I am, but I thought there was a new character, I want to say it was like Babu Frick, and um, uh, I, I, really I was assuming that. that C-3PO was getting hacked by him. Uh, boy, that that's a popular Google search. Comes up pretty much right away. Uh, oh, it's that little guy? Yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar with Babu Frick, but that's apparently the little guy who's in C-3PO's head. I don't, I don't think he's hacking him. I think he's hooking him up to something. I don't know. These, these are the questions that people are going to be analyzing now for however long until the movie itself comes out. Um, but, I mean, there's so much happening. Like, we have Lando coming back. We have what looks like an enormous space battle. That shot with the Millennium Falcon surrounded by ships. We got Y-Wings coming back. We have B-Wings coming back. It's just, it's just, it's a lot. Um, I will I feel say. Like they're going to be going out on a high note with this. Like, I, obviously there's going to be more to this franchise, but maybe not more to this particular story. So I think they're going to go all out and try to wrap this up with as big of a bang as they possibly can. So I think they're going to pull out all of the stops, try to t- like pull on as many like heartstrings as they possibly can. I think they're going to throw out as many battle scenes, be it like aerial battles or lightsaber battles as they can to try to make this one of the most epic movies that they have ever made. Right. And, and, and when you think about all the things we've seen in these trailers, like, and I, I did, I don't know what the runtime is, but it's, I heard it's the longest running star Wars movie ever, which isn't surprising because in these trailers, we see so much like, there's so much happening. We didn't get really any repeat footage in this trailer from the first trailer. So like, there's just, there's a lot going on. I would not be surprised if it doesn't rival, um, end game in length. Uh, let me, let me see if I can find information about that right now. Um, so recommendation to that, don't go on opening day, go the second day so that you know the times to go to the bathroom or just go twice. Okay. According to AMC theaters, two hours and 35 minutes so that's not, not that quite bad. end game level but it's you know it's definitely up there so i mean yeah I, I i do feel good like i thought the trailer was middling but i feel very good about the movie as, as what the movie's going to be um i like i said i have a lot of faith in jj abrams i love force awakens i love the voiceovers in the trailer i love the fact that i mean we knew luke was still going to be involved but his voiceover is really good i'm not really sold on john boyega and I, I, honestly, I never really have been. I feel like he just like shouts a lot, and I still don't really even know what his com- what his character is trying to accomplish. I mean, he's got this whole used to be a stormtrooper backstory. Uh, meanwhile, you have Poe Dameron, who's essentially trying to be Han Solo. I think it's kind of working, but it's hard to tell. I mean, the character I care most about is Ray, and I think that's by design. Um, but I'm curious to see where where, where this all goes. I do feel like there was a lot more they could have done with the whole ex-Stormtrooper background. And they just, I I don't know if they just lost direction in the second movie or they just decided that they didn't want to explore that much further. But I feel like there was a lot they could have done there. Well, and Force Awakens, I thought, handled it great with that. You know, that's that whole scene where he fights the other Stormtrooper who calls him a traitor. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I, 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 I agree that I think... I think Last Jedi made some choices that I wouldn't have made. And and it's probably no secret at this point, especially how much I've been talking about it, that Last Jedi is not one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Um, and I guess I'm just curious at this point, you know, they, they gave the reins back to JJ. And is he going to just undo all the stuff that was done <laughs> in Last Jedi? And if so, how is he going to do it? I feel like it would take um, a lot of time to undo everything that happened in the last movie without just like very obviously looking like you're retconning everything. Um, yeah. 
I feel like it would just take too long and they don't have like two hours and 35 minutes sound like a long time, but it's really not that much when you consider how much they have to pack into this movie. So I can't see them trying to turn back too many decisions, but I don't know. They'll probably just default to supporting roles, honestly, and then just center it about Ray. I, I, I think the main thing is that this whole, again, this whole thing where Snoke tells Ray, you know, you're a nobody, that's pretty easily undone. Right, you can you can ha- you reveal in some way that Snoke was Snoke was lying to her. He's a bad guy, you know. Bad guys lie. Um, but yeah, past that, I like I don't know what they're gonna do with the Finn and Rose subplot romance because that ended on like a weird note where like she's really into him and he's not because he's kind of into Ray. So like, where's that gonna go? Um, there are people that think that Poe and Ray are going to like wind up as a thing. I don't know. I, like as far as those characters interacting goes, I just don't know what's going to happen. Um, but they do, you know, they have the colossal challenge of um, writing out Carrie Fisher too, which they kind of had the chance to do that in last Jedi and didn't cause she was, she had passed away before last Jedi came out actually, but they probably didn't have much time for like edits or anything. I can't really tell if that was the right choice or not. Like, in a way, it almost feels right for her to be in all three movies. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen The Force Awakens, right? Han Solo died in The Force Awakens, right? I think that was... Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought that was kind of a weird turn. I wasn't actually expecting that at all. And I thought, like, they were trying to bring back all of these old characters and carry through them throughout the entire, basically, trilogy as background characters. But, like, they would at least keep them around to honor how big of a part they played in Star Wars. Um, so maybe they're trying to do that. It'll be interesting to see what they can do with the footage they already had and how, like, will they go to CGI and make it kind of weird? Like, I feel like they have to tread very lightly and make sure they include her very tactfully see i liked the dramatic choice to kill han solo and and one is the reason that you mentioned which is that it was unexpected and two when i saw that i was like okay kylo ren is a bad guy it's done i was like okay he is a bad and and again that's what i want to see i don't want to see i don't want to see waffling i want to see okay he is a bad guy he's trying to be the next Darth vader it's not working that can be his that can be his backstory. His backstory doesn't have to be, I don't know what I am. His backstory can be, can I be as good as this previous, can I be as bad as this previous bad guy? But now they have him waffling back and forth. I mean, you had Han Solo dying in in the first of the trilogy and Luke kind of dying in the second. So maybe their plan all along was to have Leia die in the third and just give each, (laughs) give each uh, of those three characters their own kind of swan song of a movie. I don't know. Um, but I mean, um, I'm obviously curious to see to see what happens. So, any further any further thoughts? Any further theories on this? Nope. Let's uh, let's see what the folks think. If you guys have any comments, concerns, things that you think we should have covered, hit us up in the social media. Yeah. If you guys have any theories, we're on like you said, Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, our our Twitter handles uh, for those that aren't aware, uh, the main uh, podcast account is at Online Warriors One, and then we each have our own separate handles at OW Tactic, at OW Nerd Bomber, and at OW Illegal Eighty Six. So go and check us out. We're all on there. Uh, hit us up with any questions, concerns, uh, theories um, about what's going to happen in this movie because at this point pretty much everyone who's seen the trailer, everyone who's a fan of Star Wars has some kind of theory. So we're happy to hear yours as well. Um, let's, uh, let's move on then. And let's, let's talk briefly about uh, Diablo 4. So, so back, oh gosh, when was that? It had to be a few months ago, at least. Um, Blizzard kind of teased this big Diablo announcement, right? Um, at one of their, I don't think it was BlizzCon, but it was, uh, well, no, BlizzCon is, on, is in November, so it was some sort of summer conference. They were supposed to be teasing uh, the release of Diablo 4. People got all excited. Diablo has this very rabid fan base, and it turned mobile out to games. be a mobile game. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people have probably seen the conference where this poor unfortunate soul had to come out and say it's a mobile game and then talk about how mobile games are great, essentially being booed the whole time 
well, good news for Diablo fans. Uh, it turns out what's it's looking like Diablo four is going to be announced at BlizzCon 2019, which is again in November. It looks like November 1st and 2nd in, in California. Um, it looks like that Diablo four is going to be, um, announced there. Um, we had a leak today. I think it was today. Yeah. Apparently Blizzard is publishing a Diablo book called the art of Diablo, um, which is going to, I guess, just show a lot of the concept art from the game. And, there is an excerpt from the book, which is actually in German. That's where this leaked. It's a German copy of the book that essentially says uh, the book features over 500 artworks from Diablo, Diablo 2, Diablo 3, and Diablo 4. So people are seeing this and thinking, okay, it's on. Um, this book is supposed to be uh, widely released on November 3rd, the day after BlizzCon. So people think that BlizzCon is going to be the Diablo 4 announcement, and then this book's going to come out the day after teasing a lot of the concept art so um yeah i mean i you know i've never played diablo i don't think you guys have either but i know people that have and um people freaking love diablo i have friends that have purchased diablo on literally every system that it has ever launched on whether that's pc xbox and even like they re-released it on the switch i know friends who are also playing it for like the third or fourth time on the switch and they just love the game so much and it's one of those games where I've always been tempted to try it and they have couch co-op, but it, it just seems like I'm a little bit too late to the game at this point. And I, I've kind of been waiting for Diablo 4 because people have been telling me that like this game is coming soon. So I've always been on the fence about jumping into it because I know Diablo 4 has been supposedly right around the corner and now it kind of seems like it finally is. And like, I yeah. kind of trust this leak because I know, I think they got it from like a, a German retailer accidentally posted like the blurb the description of it and i just know that in like e-commerce those kind of things are like approved and reviewed before they're even sent to retailers so i'm pretty confident this leak is probably true otherwise it wouldn't have been on that retailer's website yeah i mean diablo 4 has been in in the works reportedly in the works for years so this could be huge, and and as we know, which we we don't have to get into all of Blizzard's trouble right now, but Blizzard needs some good PR right now, probably more than they ever have. Um, so it would make sense for them to to tease this at BlizzCon, and and there's also apparently word about an Overwatch two um, announcement because there was a previous leak about that that is now believed to be true based on this leak seemingly being true. So BlizzCon could be a huge event for fans of uh, blizzard games so um, yeah that'll that'll probably give us a lot to talk about afterward yeah uh stay tuned that'll be november 1st 2nd so maybe the episode i think we'll record on like the fourth or something so we should be talking about that um it is crazy you know i mean to, to think that you know there's the, the video game industry is this multi-billion dollar industry at this point and you know it's hard to believe that leaks like this don't happen more often because I don't think they happen very often. Um, leaks of these big AAA titles uh, like Diablo 4 because um, we've seen conference announcements. I mean, E3 is full of conference announcements where people don't see these things coming and then they, they pop up and people freak out. So um, I'm always a little bit skeptical of leaks and I always feel like it's a little bit intentional because I feel like in the, in the last few years, especially, there have been quote unquote leaks where you can just tell this information definitely didn't just get like hacked off your servers. You definitely like orchestrated a leak to the public to drum up marketing, free marketing. Right. Because if you think about it, by leaking that kind of information, they get free buzz. All of the different media outlets immediately cover it. You get all the Twitter buzz, all of the forums, Reddit, like everyone goes crazy thinking there's a leak. One of the easiest and cheapest marketing shticks, I feel like, that could be out there, short of doing a weird eclipsy black hole. I feel like this one's yeah. legit, however, though, because it, it, oh, it's yeah. almost like this a sharpshooter like had to have just spotted this when walking by a magazine type deal, or not even a pre-order magazine. It, 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 it doesn't seem to me, based on everything that I'm seeing, it doesn't seem like anything that Blizzard would have orchestrated. Um with that said, I can imagine that Nerdbomber, what you're saying is right, that maybe they're seeing this leak and thinking, okay, good, people seem like they're excited about this, and now BlizzCon's going to have even more press than it did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I I guess we'll see what happens with this, um, but 
stay tuned blizzard fans um so now we are going to uh turn it over to some of our friends for a promo but before we do uh we want to shout out our patreon producer ben uh as we've said in many episodes uh ben is one of our patreon supporters he supports us at the night level which gets him this producer shout out it also gets him access to our monthly secret segments and our monthly vlogs. I am uh, filming the vlog this month. Should be coming out soon. Get excited for that. Um, and if you don't want to support us at the night level, you can also support us at the Squire level, which is our second level. And that gets you access to uh, the secret segment and the vlog. And there's also a page level, which gets you secret segment access. Uh, as a Patreon producer, Ben also gets input into our game segment every week. So uh, our lie detector segment at the end of this of this episode uh was brought to you in part by our good friend Ben. So if you want to be like Ben, because Ben's a super cool guy and he gets shout outs all the time, you can head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. And we would really, really appreciate your support. We love doing this and um, any support makes it easier to do it. So we thank you in advance. And now let's turn it over to some of our friends. Hey guys, it's Kyle and Nick. And we're from Dem Fancy Dinosaurs, a weekly comedy podcast revolving around movies, TV shows, and pop culture. We release a new episode every Thursday. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts? Why did you say that like a question? I don't know. Okay, anyway, yes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any of the podcatchers. Or you can look up www.demfancydinosaurs.com. Thanks, guys. Stay fancy and enjoy the rest of the show. We are back uh, from our shout out and we are here to talk to you again about Disney Plus. So today it was announced that uh, if you are, we're being the bearers of good news here. People might really, really love us even more after this. Uh, If you're a Verizon wireless subscriber and if you are subscribed to their unlimited plan, which if you're like me, because I am subscribed to their unlimited plan, um, you can get a free year of Disney Plus on them. Um, so I'm excited about this. I think it's an interesting move on Verizon's part. And I have a lot of conspiracy theories about how big companies are all working together. Um, well, what I find really interesting is that I'm almost 100% certain that AT&T was like the official cell phone partner of Disney. So... With this new partnership with Verizon, how does that impact that that whole deal there? Plus, I also want to add that Verizon is also offering the free year of Disney Plus to some Fios subscribers. And I think you have to be a new subscriber. I'm still, still kind of feeling this out because we do have Fios. And I did go through their customer support and they said they weren't sure if it would be offered to existing customers. So I'm beating around the bush and I will keep you guys updated if Fios existing customers are eligible to also get Disney Plus. Because it seemed a little bit weird to me that, so I, I also have Verizon Wireless, but I don't have the unlimited plan. And so it seemed a little bit weird to me, though, that if you were an existing unlimited plan customer on wireless, you would get it. But if you were an existing customer on Fios, you wouldn't. So very interesting to me. Yeah, I don't know what goes into the choice of of which of their customers gets what. Uh, To fact check you, uh, AT&T is the official wireless provider of the Disney parks. Um, But Disney and Verizon apparently have some sort of 5G partnership that they were touting earlier this year. I can't really read a whole lot of that article right now, but suffice to say Disney has ties to both companies. Um, my theory is this, which is that uh, Verizon wants to get you hooked on Disney plus. They want you to get it for a year and not be able to let go of it. And then next year, by the time the prices have gone up um, past the teaser rates, you'll have to keep paying for it. So they either have some kind of, under the table deal with Disney or they're thinking that it's going to um, cause people to stream more uh, using their wireless plans. But at the same time, it's unlimited. So they don't really gain any money out of that. Right. But the majority of people don't get the unlimited cell phone plan. They'll, they'll get like the 5g because of Wi-Fi is everywhere. So they'll conserve their 
data by using Wi-Fi and then... Right, but you don't get to use this if you only have 5G. You only get the free year if you have the unlimited plan. And in my opinion, what they're trying to get people to do is just sign sign up up for the unlimited plan. Because I believe they try to lock... I know it's technically like no contract, but when you buy a phone for Verizon, it's usually a two-year payment plan and you're not going to leave... Verizon while still paying Verizon to for the phone. You're just not going to do that. So for most people, they get you to sign up for their unlimited plan. You get a new phone and then you're locked in for like two years, pretty much. Right. It, and that's why I'm saying most people get the 5G because... Oh, they, gotcha. So you're so saying like this would, is a catalyst to upgrade. Would, exactly. They would want to upgrade it. Then they'd be paying a lot more than if they just got Disney Plus separately. But Sometimes they don't see it that the way they see it like, oh, free stuff, which I will have to say, I do have a friend of mine and he basically if he he's listening to this, he might be one of the few people in IRL that I know who listens to our cast. Um, but he suggested he was like, oh, you should do the math to see if it would just make more sense to upgrade your Verizon plan. And that way you could just get free Disney Plus. But like right now, I'm on a really good deal with uh, like I have a, a good discount through an employer. So in my family, and I'm paying like very next to nothing for my cell phone plan. So if I did that and upgraded, I would actually be paying much more just to get Disney Plus. But a lot of people might not even like do that math and sit down and think about it. They'll just be like, oh, my God, this is a great perk. And I mean, it's actually kind of compelling because if you think about it, if you get an iPhone through Verizon, not only do you get then Disney Plus with your unlimited subscription for a year, but for every new iPhone that Apple is selling, you also get the free year of Apple TV Plus. So you're basically getting two streaming services for nothing just for getting a phone that you might already have been getting. But I mean, they're 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 trying to hook us. And, and like I I probably made it clear on this podcast before that I distrust large companies. Um, so I just, I'm, I'm trying to wonder, I'm, I'm starting to wonder where I'm getting screwed, even though I'm, I stand to benefit from this. Um, and, and wireless plans are weird. Like I am on an unlimited, unlimited plan, but cell phone plans can be weird sometimes in that, like you can be like, I'm pretty sure the unlimited plan that I'm on, which I'm on through, it's, it's actually an unlimited family plan, but like, I think it's super cheap because we were grandfathered in some way before they changed their whole system. So there's a lot of like ins and outs to this. Um, and in fact, I should probably like check to make absolutely certain that I'm like eligible for this deal. But on paper, you know, it seems pretty good. Uh, I've already talked about getting Disney Plus with both of you and like I'm mostly in it for the Mandalorian, um, which again, we talked about a lot of the Disney plus stuff. when We talked about D 23, but um, on paper, this seems like a pretty good deal. So if you are a Verizon wireless subscriber and you have an unlimited plan, you're welcome. And actually there's some link that you have to click somewhere to like, I don't know, like check your eligibility or something, but just, just Google it. I don't, I don't have that link handy. Um, but go go check it out. Um, let's move into our what are you up to segment of the show. Uh, for those that are joining us for the first time, and in case that's happening, um, this is where we update people on what we've been up to in our lives because uh, we fancy ourselves to have interesting lives. And with that teaser, <laughs> I'll turn it over to Nerd Bomber. All right, so... Um, I didn't get a chance. Like, we played some more Borderlands 3 this week. I'll kind of leave that one. I don't know if Technic wants to discuss that at all. But uh, one of the things that I did finally watch was Late Night. And that was an Amazon Studios original. Actually, it was written by Mindy Kaling, starring Mindy Kaling. Um, and and the whole the whole shtick was kind of that there was a older uh, white female talk show host Emma Thompson yes Emma Thompson um I was like blanking on her name there but she was a talk show host and her show was getting like really bad ratings because she got comfortable she wasn't really competing with the other talk show hosts she just kind of had like a very dull not modern show and so the new network executive um Holly Flax from The Office she Amy Ryan yes 
Thank you. You you have all of these actors right I'm on the tip really of your good with it. This is like one of my weird talents, but anyways, go on. Um so she basically came in and she didn't like the way that the show was going, so she was going to replace Emma Thompson and um so then they hired because all of her writers in the writers room were all just like dudes. They insisted that they hire a female so they bring in mindy kayleen who didn't have any like writing experience she came off like a chemical plant floor she was just telling jokes and some she somehow landed an interview there and it's basically just showing how more or less mindy kayleen cracks emma thompson's shell and gets her to open up and get back to her roots with her comedy and just be more authentic to herself and not just be like a shell of the comedian that she used to be and overall like i thought it was really funny i really liked one of the things that i enjoyed so mindy kayleen she's really known for rom-coms and she loves rom-coms and there was like a little romance element but overall it played a backseat to the relationship between her and her boss emma thompson throughout the entire movie and i think just having those relationships and kind of putting that rom-com element on the back burner it really opened the door for just a funny movie that i think pretty much anybody could really enjoy i thought it was funny i don't know tactic what did you think of the movie i agree with that last statement the first thing i said after the the film ended was wow that relationship did not consume the movie it wasn't a typical rom-com with mindy kalen it was an actual good movie where you had character development you had people kind of open up and change who they from who they were to who they should be and be true to themselves and it was just overall kind of a feel-good movie and i would probably rate it like a six or a seven yeah and considering like issue sorry i take issue with the the idea that rom-coms can't have good character development well so for the most part most of the newer rom-coms that have come out have been netflix original movies and there's nothing wrong with that everyone loves a good rom-com but a lot of the times they're very fluffy and sometimes it can detract from the overall plot of the movie because this this movie was very much focused on emma thompson's career and as a comedian and how she would interact with just the younger people around her, how she would start to adapt to the changing world of television late night talk shows. And I think if they would have leaned a little bit too heavily into the rom-com aspect, it would have taken something away from the character development that the movie didn't necessarily need. I think that would have been more of a sideshow in this particular case. Not saying that there's not a time and place for that, but I think in this particular movie, it would have just detracted because it wasn't a very long film. It was like maybe an hour 45, if that And I think that with the timing, if they would have tried to jam a whole like romantic element in there, it wouldn't have worked. I'm just saying that I've been waiting for Hitch 2 to come out for like 20 years. And at this point, I think I'm going to have to write it myself, which you might you might see a uh, artist book come out that will maybe give you spoilers that it's on the way. Oh, my God. Don't 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 give me hope, man. Just hit snapping Smith, his fingers and sketches. I mean, Will Smith, he just, he, you know, he just hit it bad with, with Gemini, man. He's got to get back back to his roots, you know, which is Hitch. If you haven't seen Hitch, go watch Hitch right now. Anyways, sorry, I hijacked uh, your guys' update. Continue. Well, that was pretty much it for me. Like I said, I would recommend the movie. I think it was pretty funny and enjoyable. Very heartwarming movie. Um, didn't get too like gooey or anything like that. And it's streaming free if you have Amazon Prime. So pretty good movie to check out if you're looking for something free to stream. Tactic. So another thing that happened was we went pumpkin picking. And for those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm very basic when it comes to my fall. We absolutely had ourselves some apple cider. We had some pumpkin spice donuts. And okay. did you have lattes? They weren't available where we went pumpkin picking. So we took okay. the second best thing, pumpkin spice donuts. Fair enough. Um, I did not wear Ugg boots to this occasion. So maybe I'm uh, there's still hope for me at this point. But, you uh, own Ugg boots. I, I don't own Ugg boots. Okay. I just want to make sure. But where we went, they had a petting zoo, and we pet llamas and what? goats, and um, we picked pumpkins, and we went on a hayride, and the best part, we went on a corn maze mystery hunt. So the way it works is they give you a card with a bunch of potential monsters that attacked someone in a 
bunch of potential locations. And you have to go and find all of these locations within the corn maze that'll rule out the different suspects. And by the time you finish the maze, you'll have the solution as to who did it and where they did it. So, oh, yeah, I've done one of these. It's amazing. The side thing that was going on, which I don't really care for, is there were zombies in the maze. And there were people that just pretty much were like, hey, what's up? So you grow to expect <laughs> the hey, what's up? But every now and then they'd go, ah! and I, I'm not one who likes being scared when I do something. I'd, I'd rather the hey, what's up interaction, honestly. Um, <laughs> but all in all, I, I I enjoy this maze. I enjoy places that give this extra element instead of just, hey, here's a maze, figure it out. I, I, I like when they added it. So that was a big, fun enjoyment of my weekend. What are you going to carve your so, pumpkin into? Uh, dang, you stole my question. Well, since you had already sent it to me, Nerd Bomber, I am very much on the Gengar train. Ooh. Gengar. Yeah. A cut um, out of Gengar, the ghost Pokemon. General question, even more general than what are you going to carve? When you're pumpkin shopping, okay, I think there's generally two schools of thought. You got your you got your short and wide boys, and you got your tall and skinny boys. Are you a short and wide boy or a tall and skinny boy? I like a nice round one, but it's got to be big. So ideally, it would be like a perfect sphere. Uh, yes. Yeah, I feel that. I think I'm a short and fat guy overall. Um. As far as the little pumpkins go, the ones that you generally put on like steps, I like the oh, short yeah, yeah. rounds. I like okay. I like a very perfectly spherical pumpkin if I can find it. My older brother likes the tall and like thin ones, and I just, those are I don't gourds. Get it. Those are gourds as far they're not no, pumpkins. No, they're, they're just pumpkins. Not that, but like, not that thin. I'm talking. I mean, it's I'm talking. I'm still talking about like a big orange pumpkin. I'm just saying like. There's a very there's varying shapes, and he likes taller and thinner ones. And I'm like, dude, you've less room to carve a fate. Shout out to my brother. You're you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot you can do with like the tall, skinny pumpkin, but I just I don't like it. I like to have more options. I feel like you're very limited in what you can carve with that kind of pumpkin. I don't like that. I like to keep my options open. What are you gonna carve? Well, we said what he's going to carve. We usually do the same pumpkin because we get like a giant pumpkin. We used to do two smaller pumpkins and each carve our own, but now we've really gotten into like the big 30 pound lunker, not 30 pound, $30 lunker. Um, that is just like a giant piece of pumpkin. So it usually, how big is this? It, it's a big pumpkin. We don't mess oh, around. Moses. Like we I usually have know. to, we actually have this little like pumpkin drill, um, because the the pumpkins get too thick to really get through it with a knife, so you need this like saw a thing. Drill? No, she meant like a sawzall. Jeez. Oh, yeah, well, but it, it gets very intense. Um, I think you should do like a like a chop champions or like a B- Great British Bake Off kind of thing, where like you guys both get little pumpkins and then try and carve the same thing, and then I judge who did it better. So I do, do all the carving, so I will do it better. Well, well, so Nerd Bomber just kind of like provides moral support. Supervisor. No, so I draw the initial. Supervisor. So we don't work off a pattern. I draw freehand on the pumpkin. So that usually takes me like a good 20 to 30 minutes to make sure that it's really like exactly what we want. Make sure that like I've shaded in because there have been times in the past where I've drawn a pattern and then the wrong areas get cut out and then it just ruins it. So I have to like meticulously draw and shade in. And then we do like I'll help with the poking holes part because like you have to poke the holes then on the lines. So I'll do that. And then tactic from there, he'll like carve out the pumpkin scoop all the guts out and then just like take the saw to the to the new like the drilled out holes to finish it off so it sounds like you guys have a pretty pretty well well oiled system um i am not going to be carving until next weekend i don't know what i'm going to carve yet i don't even have the pumpkin yet uh i'm open to suggestions hit me up on twitter uh tell me what i should carve nothing the in a flash logo please no, I'm not. A, I'm not a DC guy. Well, I'm a Batman guy, but I don't know anything the about Batman the Batman logo. So last year I did Iron the Iron Man mask, and it was pretty cool. Um, so I'm thinking I might want to move away from superheroes. I don't want to put myself in a superhero box. 
I was thinking maybe something Star Wars-y since the trailer just came out, but I don't really know what to do there. I feel like that would so, be very um, complicated because it would more or less probably be something along the lines of the Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon would be really hard. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you guys next week. How about that? I'll be carving this weekend. Um, and I'm excited for that. Uh, this past weekend, I went to the Windy City, Chicago, uh, traveled there, and um, did a number of things, one of which was a Bloody Mary festival, uh, which, first of all, I'm old enough to drink alcoholic beverages. No one called the police. Um, you go there, and there's like 10 different bars that are there, and you get samples of their Bloody Mary recipe from, from each one. And are you, you a get big to rate Bloody Mary guy? So I'm not, and I, I was about to get into that. Uh, I am actually, I do not like Bloody Marys. Uh, I was with my, my girlfriend, it was her 30th birthday, um, and she loves them. So, uh, but we had a really good, we both had a really good time, and, and there were actually certain Bloody Marys that I, I liked a lot more than I was expecting to. I'm not, I'm not a big tomato guy. Not a big tomato guy. I'm also not typically a big vodka guy, although that's not as big of a deal. Um, but one of the biggest things about these, one of the biggest points of variation between these bars was the garnishes they put on these things. I mean, some had like, a lot of them had like cured meats. One of them had an entire mozzarella stick, like on a toothpick as a garnish. Oh yeah, it's I crazy. Like, I've seen, wins. I've seen shrimp kebabs and. Yeah, there was one with shrimp. It's, in, it's crazy, man. They're, go- I mean, they're going all out to like win this competition. Um, I just, I, also, I don't understand the concept. It's like you're drinking tomato juice with vodka. Well, in it. so, so I, I, I don't think- even like tomato juice. Me, well, so, okay, so I don't either, and that's um, the main reason I don't like Bloody Marys overall. I will say there was a lot of variation. Some of them tasted like drinking spaghetti sauce, which was not great, but the one that, uh, the one that, uh, my girlfriend and I both voted for, and the one that actually wound up winning the competition, uh, was uh, a very spicy one. Some of them can be very spicy, and I think that's way better, because it tastes, again, not, it tastes like you're not just drinking, uh, tomato sauce. Um, whenever whenever i think of those drinks i always think of like kind of the in the stepbrothers dialogue from the movie of them being like do you want to get drunk yep do we have any juice nope and then that's how it was born (laughs) yeah i don't it it is interesting to wonder like how they're born how they were born but um it was a fun event it was right on the lake uh, lake michigan and did um, you get deep dish pizza after all of that Oh, yeah, I did. Shout out to Luminati's. Uh, it was my first Luminati's experience. I've had Gino's East. I've had Paisano's. I've had Giordano's. I had not yet had Luminati's. And this may be recency bias, but it may be the best one I've had yet. Uh, it was truly was it it was nice amazing. Was it crispy, and but also like doughy as well? A, well so exactly. So the, the key was the crust. The crust was crispy on the bottom perfect and like soft and cheesy on the top i mean i wish you could like i wish i could let everyone who's listening taste this it was unbelievable to the point that like we we i mean we went to the restaurant and like we're traveling in from like out of town and we're staying in an airbnb we don't really have a whole lot of fridge access um but of course you know we get this deep dish pizza and we're gonna have leftovers so we have leftovers we cram them into our airbnb host's fridge but then like when we're leaving uh on sunday we have like a long drive back so we're kind of we're kind of like well we should probably just like throw this away but we couldn't like emotionally bring ourselves to throw away such delicious pizza so we drove it back in our car for like however many hours and then we did ultimately wind up throwing it away because it went bad but like we we couldn't it was such a hard thing to like bring ourselves to throw away something that was so delicious so shout out to luminati's uh that was great also went to an arcade bar which was pretty cool um and overall just had a really great fun-filled weekend celebrating my girlfriend's birthday um so shout out to my girlfriend you're great let's talk about the fantasy movie league because season three is over and we have a champion congratulations to our good friend and one of our hosts tactic he's done it ladies and gents are you sure it's 700 over? I thought there was another two weeks in it i thought it was 10 weeks long it is 10 weeks long that was the 10th week it's over, man. You did it. Congratulations. It's just 721 million. Um, Feels too soon. Pulled out the... Well, you, you did it. Uh, no one said it would be easy, but, but you made it happen. 
Um, I'm going to skip the last week's rankings. I'm just going to go through the overalls um, in the interest of time. So Tech Deck did come in first place overall with $721 million on the season. Devin Reed in second at 714. Spitfire at third at 689. Mecha Yoda in fourth at 679. Hipster Pop Geek in fifth at 671. Hackage Tech in sixth at 633. Our good friend Ben in seventh at 632 just about nerd bomber in eighth at 622 uh i am in ninth at 555 and secret asian man in 10th at 460 million and i'm about to sneeze stand by bless you in advance <coughs> and then uh, florida hawk was I 11 i'll follow up for you while you recover from your sneeze i know sometimes that can like really linger oh you went on to page two. I, w- I wasn't going to do that, but I... Uh, well, we only to, have to 11 Florida people. Hawk. We have 12. Question, you're welcome. Damn fancy. You got to get top 10. Well, I'm going to sell a zero on, on the season. Shout out to our friends at Dem Fancy. Um, Sky, season four is starting. The, the first week is uh, this coming weekend. Uh, if you want to get in on this, now is the time to do so if you want to remain competitive for the whole season. So um, if you want to be involved, it's a lot of fun. You can get your name set on the podcast. You can beat me up and down the street at this. It's pretty easy. Uh, go to fantasymovieleague.com. Our league name is Online Warriors Podcast. It is a private league, but the password is podcast, all lowercase. We would love to have you as our 13th participant um, and counting. So head on over and, and check us out. And let's detect some lies. So uh, this week's subject for the lie detector test which i will be hosting is comic book villains so i'm going to say a comic book villain's name uh you guys are both going to tell me whether you think it's real or whether it's fake we'll go through some number i don't really i have 16 in front of me but maybe we won't get through all those um we'll just try to establish a clear winner so let's do this and let's start off with number one the man beast that is a villain yeah i think that's a real one well, shucks, you're both correct, and you both have one point. Um, I don't have the details of all these in front of me. Suffice to say, that's real. Uh, number two, Clubfoot. I think that's false. That is false. You are both incorrect. That is real. Wait, really? Yeah. You know what? Let me let me pull up some details on these guys. With the ability to uh, have both a club and a foot, or a foot... That is a club. Well, I'm going to read it to you. Um, hang on. If I can just find. Okay, here we go. Clubfoot was a DC Comics villain. He was a villain of Batman, apparently. Uh, he apparently also managed to beat Batman in a fight. Um, he is a club-footed man with a hook. A uh, hook for a hand. So he had he had a, quite a few issues going on. Um so he's real. So you guys are both still tied at one. Uh, number three, Sugar Man. <laughs> this one, I can just tell from your giggle. That one has to be fake. That's real. Tactic is right. That's what? real. Sugar, Sugar Man? Man is a, yeah, his name is Sugar Man. Let me see if I can find some details about Sugar Man. Because this was, in, in looking up some real ones, this was the one that made me laugh the most, as, as you can tell. I mean, Sugar Man, and I, uh, boy, if you could see a picture of Sugar Man, it is, it's horrifying. I have this, it's, it's all in a slideshow, which is, you know, one of those slideshows that's like riddled with ads. So that's why it's taken me so long to click through. I bet if I just Google this one, I'll get some pretty quick hits right away. He's like a creepy looking, just, just Google. He's a DC mutant. or Marvel? Uh, Marvel. He is, he looks like a, like a, He's like a giant head with two legs. He's a, he's a real Marvel villain. Uh, okay, so Tactic now has two and Nerd Bomber still at one. Uh, the next one, the Berserker. That's real. This one, yeah, that's real. You're both wrong, guys. That's fake. I made it up. That there has to be one called the Berserker. The Berserker is a, a specific type of Urukai from Lord of the Rings. That was my inspiration for that one um yep okay let's keep this party rolling uh with 
Let's see. Let me pick. Let me pick one of these here. Uh, the spot. This one I think is going to be fake. The spot was like the Seven Up guy. Yeah, I think that's fake. I sorry, I just gave you like details and answers. I should let you go first on these. Well, you know what? You guys are both wrong. That's real. What does the spot do? Is it like the one he stain a, you can't get out of your carpet? I'll read. Oh, he is a fictional supervillain. He's Marvel Comics. He is an enemy of Spider-Man and Daredevil. Uh, da 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 da. Yeah, well, there's an extremely long backstory. Uh, using his space warps, the spot can instantly move himself or any part of his body from one area to another over a theoretically unlimited distance via another dimension nicknamed Spot World. <laughs> I'm, I'm not making this up. It's all on Wikipedia. Uh, okay, so Tactic's still at two. Nerd Bomber's still at one. Uh, so far, I feel like I'm winning. Uh, okay, next one. TikTok Man. That's real. That one's real. <laughs> That's fake, guys. I've made that up. Isn't that a Flash that, villain? No, it's a character from John Wick. I'll, I'll double check to make sure it's it's not real, but I'm pretty sure it's not real. All right, so TikTok is an antagonist in Spy Kids 4, All Time in the World. No, TikTok Man. TikTok, TikTok Man. Man. TikTok Man is a character in John Wick 3, played by Jason Masukas. Um. And he just says TikTok, Mr. Wick. That's his whole that's his whole thing. Uh yeah, feel free to fact check me on these. I'm pretty sure none of these are uh, none of the fake ones that I made up are actual comic book villains. Uh you guys are both struggling, but Tactics still has two to Nerdbomber's one. Let's keep it rolling. Uh okay. Other things I have on my list here. Uh Orifice. Ooh. That's fake. That I'm gonna go with real. Okay, Nerd Bomber tied it up. That one is real. Again, let me look up some details here. I feel like he's got to be a really gross villain. The orifice. orifice. With the ability to meter flow rates. He is a DC Comics villain. Uh, you guys know the villain Dollmaker? Apparently he's... Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's a he creepy was adopted one. By, he's adopted by Dollmaker. Mm. He looks pretty creepy, I'll tell you that much. Um. So that one's real. So you guys are now tied up at two. Let's keep the party rolling. Uh, straight jacket. I think that one. Tactic, you go. So let's hear you weigh in first. I've weighed in first on almost everyone. So nah. Um. What was the? Can you use it in a sentence? The straight jacket. It's not. There's no the. It's just straight jacket. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh false. I'm gonna go with false. Okay, you're both correct. That one is completely made up. Dang. All right. Pierce the defense. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Uh, armless Tiger Man. <laughs> okay, that one has to be false. There's no way. That one has to be real because you wouldn't make up that name. <laughs> Tactic is correct. How could I make that up? Armless Tiger Man. He's, he's, a, he's a super villain uh, in Marvel Comics. First appeared in the 1940s then fell into obscurity for decades. I wonder why. Armless Tiger Man. As the name indicates, the Armless Tiger Man does not have any arms. <laughs> he has had run-ins with Captain America and Black Panther. Uh, okay, so Tectic back in the lead at four ner- to Nerd Bombers three. Let's keep it going. Uh, Plant Man. Plant Man, I feel like Real. that has to be false. I feel like that's a red herring because there's so many other plant-oriented villains. So, Tactic, you said it's real, correct? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's real. It's actually the name of two separate supervillains, apparently. Uh, once again, Marvel Comics. Sounds generic, but it's the real I, I thought it was Marvel's answer to Poison Ivy. I thought it was. I don't know. Uh, okay, let's keep it going. I'm going to go through all of these. We're on a pretty good pace here. Uh, the hate monger. Wait, how many are we doing till I have to win? I'll tell you how many we have left. I want to go through all of these because I'm having a good time. I'm going to go we with have the one, hate two, monger being three, real. four, five, six, seven left. Uh, okay. Nerd bomber. I think he is false. He is real. Tactic is pulling away. 
Marvel Comics. He apparently has no actual superpowers, but he literally on the cover of the Fantastic Four he was featured in is looks like he's wearing a KKK hood. So he is real. Uh, Tactic now has six. Nerd Bomber has three. Let's move on to the Silver Shrike. Fake. Fake. Okay, you are both correct. That is fake. Dang, I thought I was going to stump you guys with that one. I had to look up obscure animals to get that one. A shrike is a like a weird bird. Yeah, everyone Anyways, knows that. Gosh. I did not know that. Uh, okay, Carnival Girl. Fake. I'm going to go with real. <laughs> it's, it's fake. <laughs> Come on. <You> can't win. <laughs> All right, uh, since Tactic clearly has us in the bag, let's just do like two more. Uh, Featherhead. Real. False. <laughs> that, one is, that one is false. I made that one up. Uh, okay, and finally, the power broker. Oh, that one's That's real. real. Okay, so you guys know about that one? You guys both responded very quickly. That one mm-hmm. is real. Uh, well, I, you guys know about him. What's, I'm trying to look him up, but my fingers aren't fast enough. Uh, he's the name of two fictional characters appearing in Marvel comics. Okay. Let's finish this out. We only have, we only have two left. Uh, incarnate. That's real. Real. That is fake guys. Got both of you. Made that one up. Sounds pretty legit though, right? Uh, okay. And I thought it was finally symbiote. I I googled this to make sure it's not real. Let me double check. Uh, Incarnate is the name of a comic book, but it's first of all, it's not DC or Marvel, and second of all, doesn't appear to be the name of a villain. Um. Anyways, the final one, Lugnut. False. That's a Pokemon. Okay. What's your answer? False. Yeah, it's fake. Okay, so final score is Tectic with 10, Nerd Bomber with 7. So Tectic, congratulations. You've done it. You will be hosting our game next week. I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, I feel like I stumped you guys on a few of them there. Uh, mostly because there's a lot of very strange uh, real supervillains. But uh, I'm a big fan of uh, the Berserker and TikTok, man. I think those need to be real. Also Incarnate, even though I don't really know what that means. You should make a comic book story but you should do it from the focus of a villain i think tiktok man should resemble flavor flav with the big clock chain his whole yeah his whole thing is just clocks so i'll get to work on that um and you guys get to work on continuing to to be great and to be good listeners uh we appreciate all y'all for listening and uh, we hope to see you back again next week and um we really appreciate all the support and uh if you want to support us even further you can head on over to apple Podcasts and and give us a review we would really appreciate that and um yeah keep on keeping on we'll see you next week have a good week